Parenting is hard, but there's help. Welcome to Everyday Parenting with Mary Beth Henry, a licensed marriage and family therapist and parent educator. Everyday Parenting utilizes face-to-face unscripted interviews with real parents, but names have been changed to protect their identities. And as one of our guests today, and Anne is another amazing human being that has dropped into my life um, and has had, I've had the, uh, uh, just the time to, to speak and talk and work and, and uh, just um, be part of her world. And I look forward to being part of more of her world. Uh, we've had a very uh, short stint of time together. Um, and um, it's just been a pleasure to, to, uh, to get to know Anne too. So let, can we bring in, can we bring in Anne now in sure, this sure. conversation? And then we can kind of weave, we're going to weave her in uh, because I think Anne can really, you know, <laughs> Anne, go, go for it, Anne, introduce yourself and weave yourself in because I know you were shaking your head with a lot of, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Yes. My name is Anne. Um, I, you know, I didn't even realize um, I had a narcissistic mother until I became adult. So I really relate to a lot of the points that Sydney had made about like you, you just had this whole chunk of development missed in your childhood as you grow up. And the thing with having narcissistic parents is that you don't even know that there's something wrong because they are, they're the world. They create that world for you. So you just grew up with it. You grew up with, um, you know, the, the, whatever that you had to do to survive. So I, the, the point when I started to question and re- realize, wait a minute, there's something wrong with my childhood and with my parents is when I turned 25, when I started dating and gradually I started to question a lot of things. And um, really when I started to have children and having children and experience the things that I um, as a mom, really put things into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. So for example, my my mother who has narcissistic personality disorder, she has always said that my birthday is not about me. It's it's wow. it's about her because she went through so much to give birth to me. So I've never wanted to celebrate my birthday. And I didn't understand why I didn't want to celebrate my birthday. Um, But growing up, just hearing that, it kind of made sense. Like, I don't know how to question that statement. Like, it was, okay, my birthday is about her. It's about celebrating her. It's about appreciating her and all the the hard labor that she had to go through. It's about her. Um, Until... I um, I had children and I went through that labor and it was painful. She is exactly <laughs> right. It was so painful. Yes, yes <laughs> so it is. Pain. So much pain. And, and, but then I just realized, wait a minute, I would never want to tell my children that I went through this amount of pain to give birth to you. Like I'm, I, I want to tell my kids that, I'm so happy you came into my life. I, I don't even know if I would even talk about the pain with them until they're yeah, yeah. older that I probably will share that part. <laughs> but, 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 but your mother, your mother wanted to make it a point that that pain was at a complete association with you. And that's, that's, yeah. 
right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that was that's just one example of how like little things, little comments that she made as I was growing up that things were not about me. It was all about her. And and then I started to question these things. I couldn't question them as a kid, but I started to question them when I grow up. And I really see how it was not right when I had kids. And I was able to see it from a mother perspective because what one thing she always said was that you will know one day when you become a mother, you will know what I, what I go through, what I went through when you become a mother. And and now I did. I did see what you went through. And I did see that. I'm glad I saw it now. And it's and I would never want to put that on my kids. So that's just um, one thing that I was able to see. And other some other things are like, um, when I see, so I have a five-year-old um, and a three-year-old, and um, I see how they're so needy, and I see how they complain the tiniest thing, like, mommy, I got water on my head. Mommy, I got a little paper cut. Mommy, please come and hug me. So they complain the, the little things. And and I, I then I reflect on my childhood and I just remembered that I kept everything to myself. I did not complain any of these. Even when I had a lot of tooth pain that I remembered I would just go. I heard that if you put alcohol on your tooth, then it will kind of make it feel better. So I remember like um, climbing up the, the kitchen cabinets, getting alcohol and put it on my tooth to just calm the pain myself. I never, I never spoke up. Um, and, and you never, you never thought about, you know, you're just so programmed. I'm not going to even ask my parents for help uh -huh. here because I know if I ask them, they're not going to help me. They're going to say, oh, that, there's no pain. What are you talking about? Why are you, why are you being so, you know, why are you being so weak? Right. So why even ask? And so if mm -hmm. you think about that development, you were already at that point. If you think of your age, you had already learned at a very young age to not even ask, to not even bring it up. Yes. Yes. That's, I, that's what's so astounding when you think about it. And, and you hear your yeah. children complaining about a little paper cut, right? Or a little bit, a little hangnail, a little tiny hangnail. And they come to you yes. because they know you will listen. Yes. So, yes. So I feel like if I didn't have children, I probably wouldn't even think there's something wrong with that picture that I kept everything to myself. But because seeing how my children are, and I just couldn't stop but wonder, what, how, how was it like for me when I was that age? I didn't want to complain about these things. And that, that's what made me start to think um, there's something wrong with my childhood that I learned not to speak up because whenever I speak up, they're going to dismiss it. They're not going to listen. They're going to tell me, oh, this is nothing. Or they wouldn't even, like, it might, they might not even react to that. So I learned not to speak up and that was something um, that was something that so like little things like this when I became parents, when I became a parent, it just started to come to me and um, these, these invisible scars, right? You would have mm -hmm. never have known. Yep. You would have never yes. have known this. You would have continued to grow as an adult and, and taken that into your workplace and taken that into your mm -hmm. life. You would have never have known invisible scars again. You would have never have known until your children, because that's what our children are here for. Our children are here to teach us. And that's, 
that's a weird phenomenon when you think about it. Why are our children on this planet? Our children are coming to our lives to teach us and we grow with our children. And that's the piece. And same thing, you know, Sydney, same thing with you. You know, you had a marriage and that marriage, right? You chose, you chose that mate, right? You chose, yep. But, yep. You cho- but you chose what you knew, right? And so yeah. you did, you did grow from that, but in, in the painful process and, you know, same thing with our children. We are growing with our children, but oh, boy, is it, is it a really amazing mirror to see? Go on, Anne. I'm sorry. Yeah, go on. Oh, so one thing I really, um, you mentioned, Cindy, um, that what you didn't realize until later that they, being narcissists, they really like to argue and um, <laughs> they really, they never listen. That's... I, <laughs> It just speaks to my experience because I just remember being a child of a narcissistic parent. You just can't help but try to attempt, uh-huh. have them listen to you, try uh-huh. to make yourself be heard and try to, yeah. you just keep attempting to get their approval. Uh-huh. And, and you just don't realize that they're not capable of listening, but you keep trying. So that's uh-huh. what, painful that you just you just keep trying and even when I became adult and I still try and try to um, speak my voice and try to explain if there's a conflict between me and my mom I try to explain my difficulty and I keep trying keep trying Mm -hmm. every time you get disappointment yeah so you get so hurt you get so And next time, the next time you, you keep trying, you keep trying, mm-hmm. you keep getting into that, into that cycle and not realizing, you know what, they, they're not capable of listening. But now that I understand that comes from the narcissistic personality disorder, that you're just not capable, no matter how you talk to them, no matter what you show them. Sometimes I, I go at length. Sometimes I wonder if, if, if. I'm dead. Would you be, would I make myself hurt? And, and now that with this understanding, I just know that they're not capable of, of hearing me. And that that's Mm -hmm. the pain that I'm, I need to process and I'm processing. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I, you know, it's that, that piece you just said just really, really hit, uh, you know, just uh, really hit. And I hear this a lot and I've experienced this myself, you know, watching peers, watching my friends, uh, watching colleagues. But you talk about, you know, even if I'm dead, will you still hear me? Will you even ex- acknowledge my death? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a very powerful statement for you to say that because that is a very common piece of, um, you know, suicide is a big big piece here you know you're not you're not hearing me you're not hearing me am i even worth being heart am i even worth being here um and that is something that does come up you know i i you know i get one of my dear friends from high school committed suicide with that same notion of his parents were never capable of hearing him or seeing him um and he felt that in in college he could never live up to what you know and never be you know have that that feeling and that's that's where he you know, he took his life for that reason. I know, I know he did. And I, and I look back at it and I can see it now. Right. Um, but it's that piece. It's, it's for, you, for, you, for me to hear you say that. It just, you know, I think it's an important piece to acknowledge. Because um, uh, the other right. thing I was thinking too is a big 
part of a child of, of a narcissist is neglect. Yeah. Neglect is on, on the very basic level, on the very basic mm-hmm. level. Yeah. Very basic. What is neglect? You know, g- neglect is a very broad statement, right? But neglect mm-hmm. can be food, clothing, shelter, emotion, That's emotion, it. That's but it. it's not right. It's that mm-hmm. general neglect. It's that. And, you know, and I, I, I did my thesis on this. I, I did wow. my master's thesis on looking at abused children uh, who were physically abused, sexually abused, general neglect, um, and, and how they compare um, to each other with all the standardized testing. So we tested yeah. them all, assessed them all. How did they come out in the testing world, right? And it, interesting a piece, they all came out on the same level of trauma, developmental lags, right? Even though that just general neglect and severe sexual abuse were on the same plateau of understanding of development interesting i found there there was a i when i was undergrad there was a psychologist and he said something that to me was so profound he said that psychological wounds bleed you just don't see them yeah Yeah. and i thought that was that was a great thing to say so true right it's that it's that it's that scar again right we have to have a we have to have a wound first to have a scar but mm-hmm. if we're not seeing the bleeding. Yeah. Right? If we're not seeing the bleeding, how can we heal? How can we help? Yeah. And that's yeah. and that and that's the same thing when we have children with with um, who get diagnosis of 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 developmental delays or ADHD or mm-hmm. autism, right? There there are some pieces there that we you know we can see a few things, right? But we can't see the whole picture. Exactly. Um, and there's a lot more there that that child is, is experiencing and going through. Um, and there's a lot more triggers that sets us off, too, as, as adults, as parents and, and teachers raising these children. Um, right? There's all these intertwined pieces. But uh, And back to you. So what else yeah. here before we, because we'll, we'll conclude here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I want to go back to the questions that you raised in the beginning um, that, you know, sometimes I wonder how how comes I get triggered by these things and some other parents can calmly deal yeah. with it or just yeah, laughing. Yeah. Right. And I, I've been thinking a lot about these and I just I realized that, you know, a lot of times my needs um have a conflict with my children's needs and children exactly. are very needy and it's it's like constant conflict. Exactly. Constant, constant. <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. almost like it, it, you you are that child with them, right? All the children's <laughs> needs yeah. are need to be met, right? All of them. And we have to realize we are that child with our child. We yes. are the child with our child. Yes, I I realize that um the I have inner child that <laughs> lives right. inside me. <laughs> and oftentimes that that inner child, the, usually I'm an adult, so I have my uh, my adult brain and I can function, I can use logic. But sometimes um, the, the inner child so ejects, takes the front seat and then drives right. the bus. And that's right. <laughs> and I catch those moments. And what I, re- what I realized with myself, especially being the child of a narcissistic mother, is that um, when my needs... Um, conflict with my children's needs, I not only just see that conflict, I also feel a huge amount of resentment. There's a lot of resentment. Mm. It wasn't just, just that, okay, I really need mental space right now and, 
and you guys are talking very loud. So <laughs> can you guys lower your voice? It's it's in addition to that, I feel like I really need mental space. Why are you guys talking so loud? And not give me the peace I need. And I like there's a lot of resentment to to at yeah. at, the, at that moment. And yeah. the resentment really um, it doesn't help me with the scripts that I use. In <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. But it helps you understand though what where that resentment is coming from. That's it, that resentment is that that little little girl inside of you saying you didn't you didn't give me that chance to to feel this when i was younger you didn't give me a chance to tell you how mm-hmm. i felt you didn't give me that space and i i'm still looking for it i'm still longing yeah. for it i'm still looking for that fulfillment of it mm-hmm. and that's that's that growth piece that's that understanding and just the fact and that you see that you may not handle it beautifully every single time because that you're real you're a real person but you're aware of it and you can go back and reflect and that's the piece going back and reflecting as sydney can tell you too i think that's what it's all about it's mm-hmm. going back and reflecting understanding connecting with that inner voice connecting and and healing those relationships and healing that understanding with yourself Understanding what emotionally regulates you, because that's the piece, as you both talked about, the emotional regulation was just stifled, stifled, shut down. Mm. So to go back and understand that emotional regulation piece, and and you just talk about that, that that feeling of overwhelming and resentment. Yes. Um, So with this understanding of um, the narcissistic abuse growing up, I realized where that resentment is coming from. And it's like you said, Maribeth, it's coming from that I didn't have a chance to speak up. And I, my needs were constantly neglected, constantly. Yeah. And there's that longing for, for myself to be heard. So now I try, this is something I'm working on in my parenting, that I try to look at. So I have two kids. I try to look at the situation as if I have three. So there's the inner me, there's my <laughs> two kids. And I it's like at a playground when kids are fighting for things. Right. I try to I try to just try to make sure everybody is heard and try to make sure right. everybody's That's needs right. are addressed and try to have that nurturing voice for for all of them, all of us, not just all the kids. And that's yeah. incredibly healing. That's, 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 well, that's it is. It, it's a, it's an incredible piece. And it, it's, it's, it, it's everything you've, if, if you've been around me, you will know what I say. It's at that moment when you are feeling overwhelmed, pause, take mm. the time because no one took the time for you. So take the time for at that moment for the mo- that moment, take the time, take that time. And I, I jokingly say this, but I say it, go get a glass of water, right? Drink that glass of water, mm-hmm. nourish yourself. And as you're drinking that, you're taking the time. Pause. Think. Who do I need to be a parent to right now? Right? Who do I need to take care of right now? And if it's, I need to drink some more water, drink some more water and then go back. Right? But exactly it. And exactly it. That whole piece of because our because our ultimate goal with all of this with all this resolving and the healing our trauma is connecting to other people on a deeper level that's what it's all about 
the ability to connect with others because the narcissistic in your life took that away from you. Mm -hmm. They took that connection away. And as uh, Sydney was saying, you know, that brainwashing, they, they, they hid you away. They, they, they covered you. They kept you encapsulated so they could control you. Mm-hmm. With, a lot of away. with a lot with, of what? With a lot of criticism. Yeah. A lot of, with a lot of everything. With a lot of mm-hmm. everything. Criticism <laughs> is one of the many tactics, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah. And oh. that, that's also, so um, the criticism, um, I wanted to just share a little bit on that. It also showed up in my parenting that when I was um, helping my kids learn, and there's this rule of three positives before a negative if you want to um, have a correction on the homework or whatever that they're doing. That I just find it so hard to come up with three positives. <laughs> it, was, it was just impossible for me. And that's the moment I realized, you know what? My brain is so wired in a way that I just look at the negatives. I just look uh, at what are the things that I can yeah. Because I grew up with criticism of mm-hmm. from my parents that I just if I'm doing well, there's nothing. There's no comments. There's yeah. nothing. If I make a mistake, whoa! All of a sudden, there's a lot of negative attention, um, and I kind of grew up with that. So mm-hmm. on a, a subconscious level, I'm I'm implementing that as well. So I I have to catch myself. And really, so right now with my children, I'm retraining myself to to look at the positives and uh-huh. not just negatives. And I start to realize um, the more positives I train myself to look at, the po- more positives I see around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. So true. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. But we do have to conclude here first because I, um, I'm going to get in trouble for a very long podcast here. So we do have to <laughs> conclude. So, Sydney, do you want to add anything in before we end um, today? And, Anne, do you have anything else you want to throw in there at the end? Because I just want to thank you both so much for being courageous today and, and coming out and, and, and being here and just sharing the story. Um, and like I said, you know, Sydney has a book out. Um, it's called Turn Your, Turn Your, uh, How to Turn Your Child into a Doormat. And I, I just love the book. And I just thank you for writing that. It was a beautiful piece. And I know that Anne also read the book. Um, and enjoyed it also and really um, found it to be very healing also. But any last words from either one of you as we conclude here? This We, we could go on, I think, for a while longer, but we're yeah. going to have to end today. Um, I can't really think of anything. Um, just to encourage people that, you know, there is a way out. Yeah, yeah. You know, is. the hard part yeah. is finding a way out. And that's why I wrote the book was to sh- you can get out of this. You yeah. can yeah. thrive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So true. So true. So true. Thank you. Thank you, Sydney. And Anne, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I, I have a message for all the parents, I guess, because I hear a lot um, that when parents say that, you know, I my kids have this problem, my kids have that problem. And I just wanted to encourage parents to to really look within yourselves. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot of times um, it's understanding children development and also mm-hmm. understanding yourself is very critical to being a better parent because a lot of times 
without the understanding of yourself, like when I didn't figure out what happened to my childhood, um, I couldn't understand why I have all these conflicts with my kids. And I didn't know how to handle those conflicts mm-hmm. with this understanding and realizing that there's that inner me that I also need to nurture and help grow. Then that allowed me to be more present with the, with my children. And that allowed me to be more effective in my parenting and connecting with them as well. So I just feel like parenting is a lot of inner work. It's a lot mm-hmm. of times you have to turn the direction back to yourself it's it's less about (laughs) correcting my children it's more about um nurturing ourselves helping ourselves grow it's Uh a growth experience for me that I don't think I would have grown this much without my kids so I definitely 100% agree that our children are here to heal heal us our our children are here to teach us right and we are here to teach them that is the answer um, and, and, and even with, even with Sydney, you know, even if you don't have children, relationships are here to teach us, right. Yep. And to teach us to grow our jobs, our, our community, all these pieces, you know, our whole goal here, right. Is to emotionally regulate, to connect with our inner voice, to have healing relationships and to ultimately find intimacy with ourselves and with the world around us. And, um, this is just the beginning, I hope of, uh, many more discussions on this, I think, as, as Sydney wants, right, we, we need to put it out into the world and you know, realize that there is hope um, to find who we are. And uh, so thank you both so much for, for being part of this. And um, it's just a wonderful day and uh, enjoy the rest of your day today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Anne. <laughs> thank you for the opportunity. Everyday Parenting is produced by me, Teresa Wang. The music you hear in our podcast is courtesy of the Emmy Award-winning artist, Stephen Morell. If you have a question for Mary Beth and the Everyday Parenting podcast community, please join us on our Facebook group. Just search for Everyday Parenting Group on Facebook. Don't miss our next episode. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Also, please take the time out to find us and rate us on iTunes.